Welcome to Encourage Her Podcast. I'm your host, Joe, co-founder and creator of a mission called Encourage Her. We are a God-given, purpose-driven mission to encourage and inspire women to live lives that encourage other women. It's as simple as that. We pray that this podcast encourages you, and then you turn around and encourage her. Thanks for showing up. We'll show up for you every Monday. Keep listening, share, review, and encourage her. Join our mission today. Monday is the worst day. Monday is the best day. Good morning, encouragers. It's Joe. Thanks for joining me here this Monday morning. If you've never listened before, I am a Monday freak. I love Mondays. I'm also a Jesus freak. I love me some Jesus. So today you're going to get some Monday morning motivation and some Jesus. How about that? (laughs) I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're taking some time to spend with me. I truly feel honored to be able to encourage you today. This is a gift to me. I hope that it encourages you. Our whole mission, you've heard it now a couple times, is to encourage you so you get out there and encourage her. This month, meaning the next four weeks, I am going to be pulling inspiration from Bible stories about women who encouraged me. So biblical characters whose story has encouraged me. I'm going to share the ways that it has encouraged me um, and some inspiration. You'll hear some word. Um, So in the next four weeks, you might want to have your Bible handy. If not, you can just listen. I know a lot of you are driving, folding laundry, doing podcasts the way that I probably do, which is usually multitasking. Um, So don't worry if you don't, but you will hear some word and some encouragement from people within the Bible. Each week will be a different biblical character, um, all being women. The first one we're going to start with is probably my favorite um, story. I don't know if that's fair to say, but I love this story. It is when Jesus talks with a Samaritan woman. Um, I'm reading from John chapter 4, and we're going to talk about the Samaritan woman and her story. And there's a few takeaways that I really want you to leave with today. And I pray that you are able to feel encouraged and excited and then continue to process this message. These podcasts truly are meant to just be like a seed in your heart. I've processed them on my own already, right? I pray, I process, and then I present them to you. But I really encourage you that when you hear this podcast, you not only get back into the word and read it for yourself, read God's word for yourself, then take time to really process it because God will speak to you personally um, based on this word. God's word is alive and it will speak to you. So let's start us off. Um, In this part of scripture, Jesus is traveling with his disciples and he stops um, by a well. Okay, and at that well, it's actually called Jacob's well, um, he comes across a woman. Now, a few things I want to preface because I'm not going to read the whole chapter to you. A Samaritan at this time um, did not get along with people of Jesus's kind. And I'm going to 
leave that looming a little bit because I'm going to read some scripture to you. But also a man and a woman alone um, together was not um, acceptable unless she was your wife. So there were many things in this story that sort of go against cultural norms. Okay. And Jesus demonstrates so many things in this story. I could take a thousand angles. I'm just going to take one, but I want you to remember what Jesus is telling us in this story. There's so many lessons. And one of them is that he wants to reach the lost and he wants to reach people that maybe society would say, "Mm, maybe stay away from those. So I think in this time, in our culture, in our world, we can learn a lot from that simple fact. But let's start it off. So Jesus is stopping by a well and he sees a Samaritan woman. I'm at John 4, chapter uh, chapter 4, verse 7. I'm just going to kind of hop around a little bit. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. And that's what I was talking about. These two groups did not associate with each other, and certainly a male and a female alone would not have been um, acceptable. Verse 10, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than Father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone drinks this water, will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst again. Indeed, the water I give them becomes in them a spring of water welling up with eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and I have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go call your husband and come back. So the story goes on a little further and she explains to him that she doesn't have a husband and he says, I know. And he basically tells her her own life story of how she's had five husbands and how the the man that she's living with right now, um, he knows that she is not married to. And again, in that time, in that culture, she would have been an outcast. Um, she would have been considered a worthless woman, a sinful woman, um, especially being a Samaritan. And he treated her with kindness. He stopped And he gave her the greatest gift, which is the knowledge and the wisdom of God and the opportunity to drink from the living water, which is his word, the Holy Spirit, and have eternal life. So despite all of those cultural norms, he went outside of that and still shared and cared and wanted to be a part of her life. And she's asking, well, then give me this water. And she's blown away by him. She doesn't believe that he is God. And then when he explains her own life story to him, details that only 
she would know, secret things that only she would know. She believes. And she's amazed. She's absolutely amazed. She says, I know that the Messiah called Christ is coming. And when he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared in verse 26, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. So a few minutes later, the disciples arrive back at the well, and they're really surprised to see him talking to this woman, as for many of the reasons I've said. And it says, but no one asked, what do you want? Or why are you talking with her? They didn't question him. Then, here's the takeaway, ladies, today. Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of town and made their way toward him. So there's a few things here that really I love this story for. Um, And I think they can speak to you regardless of where you are in your faith walk, where you are at with Jesus, um, what you think of yourself in the way of evangelism or sharing the gospel or telling people about God or your story even. There's so much beauty in this story. So she comes to the well thirsty. And often that is how we come to God. It's in our times of need. For me, I came to my faith after losing my mom suddenly and always knowing of God, um, never understanding really Jesus or the Holy Spirit or that there is a spirit alive and well um, that I have access to. I never knew any of that really. I knew God. Um, But God to me was a baby in a manger and a man dead on a cross. There was no really in between and certainly no after. And so I came to him in my my darkest day, which was my time of need of grief. And I was really lost and angry and confused. And I certainly had a need for a savior. That's for sure. Um, I did not have hope. I, there was no light shining in the future for me. I just did not know what to do. And often that's true, whether it's because of loss or not, we often come to God because we're thirsting. We don't even maybe know what we're thirsting. We don't know what we need, but that's often how stories of faith begin on our knees with tears. And that's how she came. She came thirsty. Okay, she thought she was just coming for water. She didn't know what she needed. Um, And then she came upon Jesus and he knows her. He knows everything about her. And that's also true for us, ladies. He knows our stories. He knows all of our story, even the parts that we don't tell. He knows it and he still loves us and he still wants us to come to him. Then here's the thing that I think is so beautiful. She goes through a short process of doubting that it's God. He proves her wrong. Then she, it says here, then she leaves her water jar and goes back and tells others about what she just experienced. She leaves her water, her necessity, what she came for, the thing that she thought gave her life. Now that she has new life, she left that behind. What are the things, now that you've come to a life of faith and you feel um, joy and you've experienced maybe true contentment or true happiness, um, it's a different type of living, isn't it? 
And if you don't know exactly what I'm talking about, I'd love to talk to you personally. But a lot of times in life, um, without faith, we fill our lives with things that are sort of temporary. They give us quick happiness, but not long-term happiness. The things of the world die off, and God gives us life eternal and supernatural emotion and opportunity on this earth uh, through the Holy Spirit. So I've certainly experienced those things um, in my faith walk, things that I can't explain without God being the, um, the reason. When you've experienced things like that, you tend to begin to leave some things behind. So the things she thought she needed, she actually ended up leaving behind and picking up the living water. What are the things that you were meant to leave behind? The Bible talks about when you have a life of faith, you get a new life. You are a new creation. So what are the things of old that need to go? Certainly God made you on purpose. He made you the way you are on purpose. So not all of it goes. But there are some things that were certainly meant to leave behind. So that's one takeaway I want you to think about this week. What are the things that now that you're living a life of faith, you need to leave behind? Maybe it's an emotion that you need to give to God. Anger. I certainly had to go through that. I had a lot of anger about losing my mom. A lot of confusion. And I'm not saying I never feel angry now. I have to continuously um, grieve the loss of my mom. I'm continuously going back to that well <laughs> um, for that living water, right? Refreshing my soul with it, the truth. But what are the things that you're mentally behind? Maybe it's a habit, an addiction. Maybe it's a relationship that's been unhealthy and you know it. And now that you have felt truly loved, you know that's not what love looks like. As I say all the time, I don't know how you're hearing this message. And I would love to talk to you personally about it. But there are things that we're meant to leave behind. Right? And pick up that new living water and march forth with hope and joy and expectancy for a life to come with Jesus. An eternal life that will last much longer than all the things on this world. Then, second part, second takeaway here. The first, what is it you are meant to leave behind as the Samaritan woman did? Then second, she goes and she tells of the joy she has found. She doesn't wait. She doesn't falter. She doesn't hide behind insecurity. She doesn't question, oh, how are they going to, what are they going to think of me? What will they wonder? Will they think I'm crazy? No. No. She's in awe of God and she goes and she shares. And what it later says in the text is that many Samaritans believe because of this woman's story, many people come to believe in God. Many people find joy and hope because of her story. It says in verse 42, they said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. But now we have heard for ourselves that we know that this man really is the savior of the world. So not only did she share, they were encouraged to get to know him personally. So her story was the catalyst for their um, faith walk, their finding of Jesus. They learned about 
this hope, through her story. Girls, we're meant to share our stories. Her story is not a cute one. It's not fun. It's not something she's probably proud of. Five husbands. She's not proud of it. But she knows God knows her despite her story or, you know, her decision making. He loves her. She's found hope and she wants to tell the world about it. This is what we're meant to do, ladies. She didn't preach to them. She didn't judge people. She turned around and shared the hope she found and encouraged them to go find their version with Jesus, right? Because each of us have a personal relationship with God. It's incredibly personal. He speaks to you. He wants to speak to your heart and to your story and your life because he made you, he knows you, he loves you, and he wants to use you. And it's incredible. So I've heard this expression before. When God saved you, he didn't just have you in mind. When God saved that Samaritan woman, he didn't have her just in mind. He had many Samaritans in mind. How cool is that? We get to be a part of that. We get to help change the world and bring joy and peace through the Holy Spirit. It's amazing. So the Samaritan woman, ladies, I encourage you this week to go back and reread this story. John 4 is where I was reading. See how God speaks to your heart. See how God uses it. What are you meant to leave behind? And who are you meant to tell about the hope you have found? He wants to use you. He loves you. Ladies, get out there and live a life of faith. Encourage another woman inspire and motivate, you are meant to encourage. Love to you all. Get out there and crush a Monday. You got some goals to do today? Get to work. Monday is awesome. Get moving, girl. Love to you all. See you next Monday. Thanks for joining me today. It was fun being together. I hope you feel encouraged. I'll see you next week. Get out there and be an encourager.